another episode of Relative Pitch. Why do I sound like I'm doing an NPR voice? Because <laughs> you are. Relative Pitch. My name is Shannon Combrow, and these are my two hosts. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Who is Shannon McBrow? <laughs> no, she said Sam, Sharon Combrow. I think I said Sharon Combrow or McBrow. I don't know. I don't know. No, what you I didn't say Muck. This that was my that was my um my alternate I don't know my al- alternative ego or something but we should do a relative bitch mukbang mukbang ah I do, do have food Ooh. I do have a lot of food I have food <laughs> I got hamburger helper sitting right down on that stove that's a little Ooh, hamburger helper it's a little you know what are you trying to say I'm just I'm just it's just a blast from the past. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Rhymes, with, rhymes with Paler Dark. Trailer Park. <laughs> 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 um, it's uh, it's been an interesting week, apparently, because everyone's just on something. I don't know. It's you know Mercury's uh, retrograde. It's not. I think it just got out of, but we're in the shadow period. Shout out to all my okay. astrology babes. Um, we're out here. We're doing the thing. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Anthony, by the way, if you didn't know this, they're not just signs anymore. There's a shadow and a rising and a retrograde in a Well, this. I know about risings and I know it was in what, fourth grade, fourth something, fourth something. Fourth houses, all the houses. Yeah. Houses? We should like read all of our charts. That we should. Be- I, I actually have my chart. Um, I don't have my chart. I'll one of my best friends, shout out Brie. She is loves astrology, so she made me like do the whole like. I was born at this time on this day, and like the whole chart comes up. Hmm. I don't know what that says about me. Y'all should use that. I felt targeted. The pattern is the app that I like, and it's the one that you put in all that stuff, and it gives you all your specific little things. And daily advice, you know, to, to to just make sure you're aligned with the moon and the stars. You know what advice I always take? <laughs> Stop. Don't eat eggs out and ride a bus. Why you had to say it? Why right, you I was- say it? Lauren can bleep it out. I won't. Ooh. I'm tired of bleeping. If y'all say you y'all about to say what you're gonna say, and you, you it's gonna get heard. Can we talk about it. Can we talk about it? So, in case anybody who's listening who thinks that we are like editing, we don't do that. That is so, <laughs> it's so much work. <laughs> like whatever. Like this is the beginning. <laughs> it is. Like, I, um, who was it that we just had on recently? Was like, can you bleep that out? Child, somebody, but listen, I almost didn't because listen, you said it, so why would I bleep it out again? Stand 10 toes down on what you said because you know that brings me up on a good point in the kitchen. We were at a conference recently, and uh, of course, we were just saying things that we felt. And here's my thing yes, I'm gonna say what's on my mind, but best believe that if you ask me about it. I'm going to tell you what I said. One is because I stand 10 toes down on what I believe. And that goes for my musical decisions. That goes for my opinions. If I said it, I meant it. It's 10 to- toes down the new, I said it with my chest. That's what I'm like. I'm trying to figure out. When did the saying start? Ooh. It's not It's not old. If you got to ask about it, you ain't with the right people. This is true. Who you hanging out with, Michael? It's not us. It's not me. I guess nobody then. (laughs) (laughs) But no, like, that's the thing is like, so you go to a concert and you hear some things. Mm. If the concert wasn't good. It wasn't good. What you, I I don't understand. What do people want people to say? do you want people to lie to you? It was good. Yeah, it was good. But then again, like even your real friends, you want them to lie to you too and just say like, yeah, it was great. But you know, everybody is like behind your back talking about you. I think there could be some people say 
there's like the uh, the respectability period of like right after if you're talking directly to someone being like oh yeah like you know but then like the next day you see them going you know what that wasn't your best but i couldn't say that to you then like Right. I, again, respectful. Let them, you know, have their night and da, 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 da. And most of the time, a lot of people, you know, conductors, performers, they know when it wasn't their best. And they'll say that. They'll say that. I will be like, it really wasn't it. But thank you for the support. You know, always thank you for your support. But it's those, but what honestly really gets on my nerves is when people cut their ears off, like and over romanticize and dramatize what they're hearing and idolize just because your fave did a conf a concert does not mean it was good, you know. No. Like people really are like, oh my gosh, um, Rihanna is her concert was so good. I've heard live like recordings. Thank you. Come on now, everybody, everybody in the world, or Britney Spears. Britney Spears is such a, it was such a great concert. Was she singing? Was her mic on? If it was on. Or like in our field with conferences and other things, when you hear your former teachers or colleagues do something and it's just like, I still love you, but that just wasn't your best. Yeah. And that's okay. We're not always at hundred percent. If we were, that's a that's a Sibelius file. Like we don't really need that in our lives. Mm -hmm. That's like why we do live performances for the excitement. But like, you don't have to die on a rock because you like that person. Yeah, definitely. It's like have your own mind. And, and like in the conducting realm, a lot of people talk about you know being copycats of your teacher, mm -hmm. and it's like. You learn things from your teachers and da 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 da, but you also have to become your own person and realize, okay, I do like what my teacher did here, but the rest of this is not me. I got to find something about me. No, let's talk about that though, because this is a, especially the higher you get within your programs, like, or the further along you get within your education, the more and more you have to like make those decisions of being like, is it really wrong that I'm not doing it the same as you? Or is it just different and unique to who I am? Because that's that's something that there's a very, it's a weird, nuanced, blurred, gray line of like when you're you when you get told lesson and advice when you're a graduate student and you're like, I actually don't agree with that. And I'm not gonna do that. You know what I mean? And I I can understand being a, a professor, a teacher, and you and you believe truly that this is how this should be played and da da, da but no, right? Because even maybe your favorite recording doesn't do that exactly how you do or not everything is the same about your recording and your favorite recording. So like there just has to be this. And this is a big thing that I have just been finding in general. I feel like the more and more we go away, like we're just going throughout the music field or the music, whatever, history, music history. It feels like right now there's a lot of like looking back a lot of like trying to look back to what things were and to copy exactly what they were instead of to keep pro like pro like moving forward. Um, and that's my biggest thing mainly about large institutions and organizations like symphony orchestras and wind ensembles are kind of doing more of their thing, but I know there's still room to grow, but also like higher academia in general. It feels like there's just not enough emphasis on uniqueness and personal situations. And it's just too much of you do what I do because I do what my teacher did and they did what their teacher did and da da you know? Yes, 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 yes. And <clears throat> I think as teachers, we need, it's funny that we tell our students not all students are the same or not all students learn the same, but then we teach them the way we were taught. Mm -hmm. And as a student now, I, again, I stand 10 toes down that I don't agree with 100% of the things my teacher says to me. I take it with respect. Obviously, they have, you know, been in this field for a long time. I respect their opinions, da, da, da. But it's also one of the things that's just not who I am. Right. You know, um, even conducting wise, um, luckily I have a good relationship with all of my teachers where they're like, try this, 
but they understand that, okay, I try, but you know, that just doesn't feel right. And especially with conducting, it's such a personal journey mm-hmm. and you can always tell when something is it natural for that person where yeah. they're putting on a show. In fact, um, when, <laughs> let me not be messy. Um, <clears throat> What were you gonna say? What were you gonna say? Let me swallow that real right. quick. Right. Let me. I, let me. Let me say this politically correct. So we, us three here, we talk about conductors sometimes after we see them, and like you, you two would say some things, um, and, and it would say, "Well, that person didn't come off as genuine, or it wasn't believable." And in my head, I've kind of determined that that is. They are trying their best to look like their teacher. Mm. And which in a conductor's journey, we all do that. I have done that. I still do that where I'm like, oh, I need to look like this person and do this. But after that, it's like, okay, well, that when you look back at yourself, I technically did what that person did, but it didn't look right on me. No. And it's this self-realization that I think all musicians need to have is we need to realize not everything for other people is for us. And that goes for teaching as well. Because a lot of teachers, a lot of teachers will judge their success on getting to a conference or, you know, getting to something like that. Um and then they come back and and then like the kids, we need to do this and we need to be like this band or this choir or this ensemble. No, you don't. The reason they got there is because they had their own personality, their own traits, their own cookiness. They had their strengths and they had their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But, but they, they knew, knew how to formulate exig- that to make it a good product. Mm-hmm. So continue to do what you do, what your program do, what your heart says, and stop worrying about with others. However, I know it's hard because the age that we live in is the social media age where we get on Facebook or Twitter and all we see is the glitz and glam of people's you know, rooms or practice rooms or whatever. Promise you, they struggling just like you. Right. Just like you. And... Like, I just had a talk with a kid today. It didn't feel like today. Today was so long, you know. But one of my kids in one of the sectionals just could not hit a note. And I just saw him go down and down and down. I finally, I pulled him over. I said, bro, when I was your age, I thought G on top of the staff was the highest number trumpet could hit. Boy, I was wrong. But, you know, you are struggling with this. And this is the reason why. But take this practice mute. Since you can't practice at home too loud, go practice. And who cares if you miss it? Because come March 13th, you're going to nail it. Right. Because we're going to make sure you're going to have it. But no, like what you were saying earlier about like teachers judge off of this. Now, I do think in our field, we do have built in litmus test. Uh, litmus test. Like, okay, is your, are you doing what you're not supposed to, but are you doing well within your program? And your program have the resources to, let's say, go play at a Troy, an MFA, uh, GMEA, a TMEA, a SMEA, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool if you can do that. If not, are you building the program with success? And what is success determined by you? Mm-hmm. Now, you can't go to these SMEA, TMEA, FMEA, MEMEA, whatever it's called, and then run back to your band and be like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. Look at yourself first. Look at how you've been teaching. And then is this the best that's been put in me from my teaching? Can we can we talk about that? Actually, again, self-realization. Um, before you go on a rampage to your students or to anybody who's under, and this could be taken to anything like if you're a manager or anything like that before you go and try to to spit fire somewhere else you might want to check in with yourself well what's really interesting about that is like 
I, I was reading this book that's about like mindset and all these different things, but I thought what was really interesting about it was the fact that they were talking about the people's like New Year's resolutions. Like it wasn't that they would try to change their mindset. It was that they tried to immediately just change their habits. So they would be like a day happened and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm just immediately on this new diet. And it's like the reason. So what happens is maybe a week goes by if you're strong, maybe a month goes by and just by sheer will you still be stuck in it but then at some point you drop off and it's because it's not just the sheer will of changing trying to change habits you have to change your mindset and so what ha- what you have to do in order to change mindset you have to sit for a moment and you have to reflect mm-hmm. and i feel like what y'all are talking about is a lot of people go to these conferences a lot of educators go to these conferences and you're so pumped up like yeah i got all this information and then you immediately just try to change things with your students instead of actually sitting down and going you know what it may not be the best to try to implement these things immediately. It might be better actually if I sit down, look at this, digest it, look at myself first and think about what I need to change in my mindset and before I start thinking about habits to change and things to change within my own students in my program. Um, yeah, you know, also on top of what you just said is when you sit and you think you and you come up with this whole like okay this is how i'm going to go about this it needs to be realistic mm-hmm. yes your measures of success or your measures of changing you know your new year's resolution okay if i need to lose 50 pounds before june a yes i can starve myself today you could <laughs> i could it's an option. I mean, okay. and I could also do liposuction, which would get it done quickly. Yeah. Period. But also the thing about liposuction is I can also gain that weight right back. Right back. But you do it right June. Before June. So, you know, I'm lose I'm trying to lose weight before June and I and I spend all this money to do this big procedure, this life-threatening procedure, you know, as it is. And then still June, I'm still sitting here 50 pounds sitting right here on my stomach, right here. Period. Or I could say, okay, you know, it's the New Year's. I need to lose 50 pounds. What's the first thing that I can do? Well, the first thing I can do, all these sweets that's sitting over here, I could get rid of those. You know, I could start drinking water instead of soda. I can, instead of eating out, I can start cooking for myself. This yeah. is even before, you know, working out. Ew, who wants to do that? Even before then evaluating, like, what am I eating? What is my normal, what's my normal activity? Also, you know? when you yes. eat. When, when right. you eat, how much and, do I eat? But yes, yes. Carol, both of y'all, uh, like, another way is, like, I wanted to practice a little bit more, so I had to change my schedule. That's the only thing I had to do. Like, I can't lose money because, y'all, I am a football throw from being ITP. And if you're in Atlanta, you know what that is. That's a lot of money. So I can't lose money at this point. So I had to readjust my days. I have three days where I get home at 6, and I have two days where I go till 10 o'clock at night. It's just what it is. Like, some people are like, oh, that's crazy. Well, those three days I now can practice. Right. I Saturdays open because I watch UGA football in the fall. I don't watch any sports now, so I have Saturdays to practice. It's like you have to make an adjustment, but it can't be like I didn't come out here practicing three hours a day when I got home at six. I would literally want to jump out my window. Right. You make the adjustment, and then you happen to do things. Um, there was one thing you were saying. Let me add to that what you just said, yep. though, real quick. But even before then, you had to look at your schedule and find the places where it could be adjusted before you yep. even made. So there, that's what I'm all this to say. There are so many things to do before you even do the first thing you you can do. You know what I mean? There's so much time. And refla- and I, I think that's what it is, this knee jerk reactions. And then you try something and then you're like, why didn't it work? It's because you just try. You didn't really think and try to implement it into what it actually meant. Maybe that's not even a change you actually needed to make. You know, half the time it's actually not. Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. and I agree with that. And like, but 
if you're gonna make the change, if you actually are about that life. That's what I tell my students. I'm like, because I told I told them because this is true for all undergraduate people who are going in performance. If you don't go straight to a master's or you don't win a job, you are competing with me. So if you're going to be about that life, what are you going to do over the next four years to get to my level? Mm. Like, I'm not saying you have to be better than me tomorrow, but you have four years of education, of free things to soak up that you've already paid for. So they're not free. But people were like, oh, I want to do this with my band. My band can do this. Can you lead your band there? Are you in a place right now to lead your band where you want your band to go? Mm -hmm. Or do you need to surround your program? Like, is Lauren in a place to do something she wants to do with, like, a chamber ensemble? Like, is Anthony in a place to form his ensemble? Like, if you wanted to do a whole new ensemble and get, like, conducting videos every week and really fine-tune his thing, is he in a place to do that? Or does he even want to do that? Like, that's the thing. Like, there's all these different things. Like, one of my students came up to me and was like, I want to be an orchestral musician. I'm like, bet. How obsessed can you be about it? Mm. Like, how much can you be in that practice room perfecting your craft for a 10-minute audition? To make sure you get past that round. Like, that's just the realities we live in nowadays. I think and it's like, you got to be about it. And you got to make sure you're in a place to be about it. And I, I, you're right. Everything you're saying is right. Like if you, if you want to have a, you know, job as an orchestral musician, I hope you're ready to be in a practice room for most of your life. That is just the truth. Of, or like, even when you, even when you are, um, when you've made it, when you've got the, the gig, you are still every single week. Guess what? There's a new show. That means you are constantly learning repertoire. And it's not like these, listen, I work at the Seattle symphony. These musicians don't just do that for work. A lot of them are teachers themselves. They are also doing all these other community um, performances and other things on top of their normal schedule. So there is constantly new music to be learning, new music to work back up that maybe you've learned in the past. But the whole thing about it, um, that's just the truth about it, right? So what we have to, at some point we do make the decisions that we do and then we go down those paths that happens. My issue nowadays with what's going on is there's too much of the doing and not enough of the planning and implementing. So especially after COVID, there's too many knee-jerk reactions and things that people and organizations and institutions are just doing. Like we, we're really about it, we do it. I'm like, maybe you should have waited though. Cause I would have, I think if you actually took a week, a day, a week, month, a year, even to sit down and reevaluate, cause you can't just do something and think it's gonna stick. You have to think first about the past, about what's already been done, what you're currently doing, and then use that to make the new adjustments for the future you see for yourself. Um, same thing for every decision though. If you wanna have make, get a new car, you're not just going to go out and buy a random car. You're going to take time to like go, now what's, what cars did I in the past that I like that I, what did I like about them? Mm -hmm. What are the cars nowadays? What's really good about them? What should I be looking forward to? What for my job or what I do with my life, what type of car would be suitable for me? And then all of that, you then use that to go make a decision on which car to buy. But it's just, it also goes into even choosing a major for school. We're thrown immediately into, you need to pick a major, or you're going to be behind. I think we should wait a year. I think actually you need to take time to realize that there are so many options out there for you that probably weren't presented all to you throughout high school. Most people don't know all the career fields, I'm assuming, before high school, before they get to college. Imagine if you took a year, no pressure, you're doing your gen eds, and you actually learned about the different things you could be doing all this so many people wouldn't have had switches and everything. And so, you know, when my students come up, I, I'm always wary. You, there's always the dreamers and I love the dreamers. You all are very important people in the world because you are the ones who are, you know, dreaming up these projects and these ideas, but then you always need the person who's gonna go, let's think about this. Because too often there's a lot of dreamers in the rooms that these things are happening. Yes, Michael, you are a dreamer and I love you for it. But then you need the person in the room who's going to go, let's actually think about what about this is realistic, if it's even needed, and how we're going to do it to actually make it effective. You know what I mean? 
Yes. Correct. And um, that part of um, being a realist mm -hmm. of like, mm, great idea. Don't think that that really works. And Michael, <clears throat> he is our resident dreamer. I've been having the dreamer. biggest ideas. And we are like, Good on it, bud. That's real nice. That's now, but you know, let's love the idea. Let's oh, not he, not he left. Oh lord, <laughs> with the hair, I put the hair back in. Uh, this is important. It, it, it's important, yeah. It and but the thing is, those ideas are great, but they just need to be chiseled. It's like you have this big rock, okay? But who knows that there might be a pearl or a diamond in that yep. rock. But you just got to chisel it away. And I, I like what you said about for, for college and especially in high school. In high school, uh, this is my one thing about high school. And I really try to change this with my students. They don't tell you shit. They, they don't. don't. They, they don't let you know all the things that are available for you once you leave these four walls of high school. Like, they're just like, hmm, you can figure it out on your own. I mean... You have some students who are like, well, I want to be a marine biologist or I want to do music or I want to be a nurse, da, 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 da. But what about, okay, if you want to be a marine biologist, what specifically in marine biology do you like, want to do? What job do you see yourself coming right. out that degree? Yep. Exactly. In music, okay, do you want to do music education? And if you want to do music education, do you want to be a high school, middle school, uh, elementary? Do you want to do band? Do you want to do choir? Uh, yep. Do you want to be a performer? Do you want to be a performer and educator? Uh, if you want to be a nurse, what type of nurse? Do you want to be a traveling nurse? Do you want to be a, 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 a LPN, RPN? You know, there are so many concentrated things under these umbrellas that yes. nobody tells us about. And what no. I hate about in this Academ academic world that I'm currently living in um, is seeing undergrads go through four years, and I hated this in, in, when I was in undergrad, undergrads going through four years of a music education degree or a music performance degree or any degree, and then they don't utilize it. And uh, uh, years ago, yeah. I used to, used to blame the students of like, you know what this was, but no. Again, we're students. We are here to learn. We're here to be instructed. I blame those teachers who allowed those students to go through all of this coursework, spend all of their money, get a degree that they knew. They knew. And here's the thing. These professors know from day one oh, who most likely will be, you know, in the field or not. I actually ran into um, a person um, and they said, yeah, we're probably not going to have any from this graduating class that is going to go in the field. That's, that's not good. Like, like that is more worrying to me that these people don't spend all their money, their time. Yep. Finally get their, their, you know, that last semester. And they're like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Now I will say, and that's like what I saw that happening to Kennesaw people. Like, and this is where the thing, like, I saw that happening while we were at Kennesaw. Like, Anthony had a class, like, the education class. And I switched from ed to performance. And I started teaching a lot. Because that's what I wanted to do. And not teaching, like, full band like Anthony does. Because that is Anthony's thing. I just wanted to teach brass. And once you started getting in, even just teaching a sectional a week, and then you start talking to people who are education majors and you talk about this stuff, you find out real quick who about it, who ain't Absolutely. or who understands like what it like literally we were talking about what the big, the idea, the dreamer and the realist last week pavement hit road last Monday at a high school I work at. I was a dreamer and was like, you know what? These kids can read half notes, chord notes, eighth notes, and all this other stuff. I wanted to regrow my hair out to rip it out again. <laughs> I called Anthony. I was like, I, I, mm, I might, we might have to hire some college kids to come in. Like, it was 
bad. Like, period, bad. I told him, I was like, this is, I don't know what to do with this, y'all. And then today they showed up and it was better. And then the other stuff we sight read was bad. So, okay, y'all just cannot process music. That's okay. But when I give you the music and rehearsal don't start for another 30 minutes, go ahead and start processing that music so I don't have to hear it the first time you try to process it. Don't put yourself in bad positions. But, yeah. so you And that's the thing. Like, But here's, I will go on the defense of the teachers now that I am one. Sometimes we try to tell the students. Absolutely. And if there's not, like, like, if there's a barrier and you stay true to that barrier, use it. But if there's not, at a point, you just got to let them do what they're going to do because they are not listening to you at all. Now, here's the thing. I, I, I stand by this 100%. I can lead a horse mm -hmm. to water, but I cannot make that horse drink. It could be on its last dying breath. Starving, thirsty, dead, basically. Like <laughs> death is upon. And if that person is that stubborn not to drink the water, that's no longer my problem. And it's funny because... Um, my my students, my high school students, if you say, what is a Mr. Morris quote? That will probably be the quote, because I don't know how many times I said that. And I and I say it to high school students a lot because, you, again, once they leave high school, they need to realize that you are on your own and your destiny, your life is truly in your there is nobody holding your hand anymore. No one. So while, while you're in high school, we are leading you to something great. But unless you take your own, your own life into your hands, it's not going to go right. It, it's truly not going to go. So that's one thing that I, I like to, to kind of give my advice to students is when you get onto this next part of your journey, make sure that you know where, where you want your journey to go. Like, and plan that out. Truly plan that out and say, mm, this is what I want. This is how I'm going to get here. And realize that not everybody has your best interest in, in heart. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. And, and especially like going into college, like we are i mean we're the same people but we're so different in so many of the things that we how we think and our values and morals yeah. and beliefs and so many different things but like when you're that's such an age of you're still learning who you are and i feel like too often it's modeled going into college is modeled after this is what my dad did this is what my mom did this is what all my family does da 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 i don't think we emphasize enough that students have to learn to know who they themselves are in order to better see what's possible for you or what what do you what's something that actually would fit and um talking about all the, the dreamers things there's this really cute personality test it's like an adobe one but it's called my creative types and i i love to use it in group settings especially when we're crafting something or creating something from the jump or it's a new set of people to understand exactly who everyone is and how they relate to someone else, especially when you're working in a team environment like this. Like I already knew that Michael was a dreamer. I say that all the time because he is that type of person who just has those big personalities. Um, Anthony, have you taken this test yet? Is this the one where they give you a little letter and a letter? No, that's the, that's the letter. That's yeah, it, no, it's the, um, it looks like yeah. this. It's a she new one. Put up on her phone. I did because it's such a cute one, but also I like that it makes you think about, oh, like that's because of course it doesn't, it's not all complex because we're all very different, right? But I think the biggest thing that I love about those, especially in group settings in, you know, which band, music, all these are very much community type things. You have to understand who you're in the room with. And then you yourself had to have to understand who you are. What type of leader are you? Because there are so many great examples of leaders who are completely different from each other, but also they maybe were different because of who was in front of them or who they were leading. So take a minute, 
learn who you are, learn who is in front of you, and then make, make those steps. But don't do it before you know who you are and who you are leading. Ooh, know who you are as a leader. Um, so I, when I was a manager of the rec center at KSU, we, we took one of these uh, tests, very similar, and we got placed into five groups and then we got mixed up. But that really kind of showed us of like what type of leader. And what I love about that is not everybody has to be one type of person to be nope. a good leader. And so, and majority of the time, yes, you might get one thing, but you probably exude all of the all of the things yeah. that are offered. Um, but again, play your role uh, and know your role. Okay, every every setting that I go to, before I say anything, I have already kind of diagnosed. Okay, what is my role in this? you know who are who are here who are around okay that person seems to be like the the loud the, the you know the one to just speak so i i don't need that is not my role i'm going to sit back in the cut real quick and observe and see but if someone asks me something i know what like i know what's going on and i'm and that i know that's the type of person i am i i will just be like hmm let me see what what room is this? And and honestly, each room might be different. You know, each room might be completely different. I might be, all right, we need to do this. We need to be here. We need to do this. As a band director, you have to be that uh, in that classroom. Okay, when I go to a conference, that is not me. Mm. Mm -mm. It's so, it's funny. Like, it's funny. Yeah, I don't know, like, people on the other side of y'all. Hey, um people watching this because i have witnessed all of these things by anthony uh like this year because we're back in georgia together and because who i am i like to drag my friends with me because we're going into the fire together because i'm not the only one burning down Ooh. and i have like watched each of these like the one like the back of the cut i'm not gonna say anything that is not me if you have called my name and brought me to a place I will start speaking the minute I get there. And Anthony can attest to this. I will literally start with, this is where you went wrong already. The process of how you're doing this. Also, your setup is wrong. If you want this to come out of your own, like I, you have paid me for my mouth. My mouth will be running until I leave here. Because in my head, like what I've like, what I've come to understand or like think in my head, people are paying me for my ears. Because they what they like what I hear with my ears. So when I get there, I have to just tell you exactly what I hear or what I see. I'm not one who watches it. No, because you've already seen what happens in your own program. So I'm going to tell you exactly from an outside perspective what I see and why I don't think it's successful. And that's just like how I am. And I've had to come to accept it. It's hard to, to like teach with like Anthony or Lauren and watch them just be back in the cut. Cause I'll go say something. I walk over. I'm like, <laughs> my Anthony, don't you want to just, and Anthony's like, you got it. Boo. And then I, I, say like and then I say something out of pocket. I'm like, y'all, you play like a piece of white paper. Like I hear nothing. It's not enjoyable. Like you're giving me nothing but sides that you know how to play your instruments to a decently high level. And yeah. like, I'm it's, so it's glad that you realized this. I am like, so proud of your development. Like, honestly. It's the awareness for me. Yeah, it's the awareness, honestly. And it's the same way at conferences. Like, yeah. I will speak my mind in a hallway right outside the session I just walked out of. Because what is this whole thing? Professional development. So I will professionally develop my criticism in front of people. Like, because people, like, be, you can criticize, you can do whatever, like, I think the way I do things is the most correct for the situations I've been in. You can disagree with me. That is fine. You have your way, I have my way. And, and then going back to the leader part, I don't know about y'all, but what I've realized, this may become Anthony and Lauren a little bit, standing in front of a group, you have to realize who you are as a leader 
more. Like when you're in charge of like 12 people making a music happen. And what I've realized, I understand is like, I'm the, like, I'm going to be the standard and I'm going to raise your standards and you have to meet them. I'm not going to lower them. I will show you how to get there, but it's up to you to get there. And it's like, as y'all were saying, you just got to know who you are. And then if people don't like you, there's other people. There's how many people in this world? Someone is bound to like you. Right. It is too. Or like, as TikTok, as the lady who I love on TikTok said, get somebody else to do it. Right. Yeah. They're there. Get oh. somebody else to do it. Oh. But I'm for real. Like, because it's funny. Me and Laura, we really like. But um, let me actually let me let me say this though. Out of the out of the three of us, though, I'm the one who's really sitting back here like this because and I will say that because I get called out for it. I have so many times in front of them and in other situations been like, I really want to hear what Lauren has to say or did it. And I'm just kind of like, if I haven't said anything, don't think that it's not because I have some I don't have something to say. It is I am I am observing who I am in the environment that I am and what that means. And I'm going to, there are so many reasons as to why I don't open my mouth. And <laughs> I have learned and also who I am and what that means to be who I am. I have to watch what I say more often than other colleagues might have to. That is a whole nother layer of that as well. Um, in these settings, especially when there are people with all these ears, I want to be the person listening to everything. I want to be the person who catches the little nuances, the glances, how people are reacting to what other people are saying, because I'm going to leave with the most information. And for me, that is the most important thing you can have is information. And I let at conferences, we really, the three of us are a work of art. I don't know how, but it works. Perfectly. And then we debrief. And no, right. well, it, it's honestly because you have Lauren on this spectrum, you have Michael on this spectrum, and I fall in the middle. Because the thing is, I can do a lot of, or not a lot, but I could do talking. But while I am talking, I am looking at you up and down, and I'm reading you down. Like I'm really catching all of your nuances. Yep. I'm really catching all of the 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 subliminal things that people think that they are hiding. Just because I'm talking does not mean I'm picking up what you're saying. Because we see each other, all right? We see each other. And it's funny because Michael would do the talking. And so I'm like, how are they responding to Michael? And and Anthony and Lauren both know that I'm going to throw something in there that is just wild. Just, you know, you got a, a litmus test. You got to see your talk. One thing I realized that I've... I've this is a person that has been at multiple conferences I've been at. When they go to tell something that's a little not true, they look at their phone and they act like they're important, like they're going to pull up the text or the email. And I just look at them like, baby, I know my check's clear at the end of the month and I know what's happening in six months. You can say all this good, good. But when I talk at you again in the next conference and you still where you're at, Ooh. But yeah, you know, it's hilarious. Like Lauren says, it works in harmony and there's no planning. But the thing about it is though, it's not like we we just, we wrote down these three roles and said, who's taking what? This is who we actually are as people. Like that's, I'm going to emphasize that enough that you have to know who you are and know that like, just because you have friends who are doing this and they're like, this doesn't mean you have to be like that either. Actually, it's more beneficial if you're probably not doing exactly what they're doing or saying exactly what they're saying. You know what I mean? Like compliments. You know, I also said, I said this on my Twitter the other day. I was like, so when we're having a conversation and you let the conversation go silent, I will more than happily let the conversation continue with silence. Like I, it's funny because Michael cannot deal with silence. He will fill the void with something. I I'll will start. 
I'll start whistling. I'll just do something. I will let silence continue. And that's the thing about with me and at these conferences, when you come up to me, if we are not like besties or something, hey, how you doing? Uh, and like, pleasure. And, look, and then Anthony will do this thing. He'll be like, and turn to the wall. Like, don't even turn to somebody. What else do you want me to do? I, I truly, I, and again, this is self-realization on my part. I cannot do small talk. I cannot do, sorry, I can't do white man talk either. I true, that's just <laughs> not in my body. It's not in I, my body. I can. And I it know was very can. evident at GMA when I was stumping like I was running for office. Yes, and I know you can, and I'm so happy for you, truly, honestly. But I, tr and honestly, I don't want to. That is not. That's not me. In my culture, when we done talking, we are done. Okay. If you wanted to continue to have a conversation with me, let's actually talk about something real, because, and we also got to realize about these conferences. Everybody's being fake as hell. Fake. 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 fake as hell. So unless we're talking about something truly real and something of substance, a uh, hello, how are you? I hope things are going well. We're done. Twenty percent of the conferences, twenty only twenty. I really truly feel, truly feel like most of the conferences are bullshit talking, and which is unfortunate for because people go, oh, you learn too much, and I'm like, bullshit. We've been, we have Lord. been enough of these conferences. We have spoken, presented all these things at these conferences. We know exactly what they are. Y'all are lying to yourselves. You're lying. You just want a weekend of your school paying for you to drink and go crazy. Girl, do that. But don't tell me that you're actually talking about anything real. Hey, talk like, about it. Talk about it. Speak on it. It's, it's, another thing. it's like, I'm happy that we are fortunate. There's something we got to realize is we're fortunate enough to travel in our group of three. Oh, yeah. Or, like, for me, Anthony's case, for GMA, we're in a bigger group, but at least, like, out of us three, I had an Anthony there. And it's like, when I go to, like, other conferences where I don't have my Anthony or don't have my Lauren, I'm like, I'm going to just do it, I'm going to get out. It's not like I don't care about the conference, it's just like, I need banter. And when I don't have banter, I will just, I will go banter with myself in my mirror in my hotel room. And it is truly, <laughs> I, I, I will, I sit up in my bed talking to myself while I watch. I cannot let silence go by. I believe Dude, this. I believe this 110%. Oh the thing God. is, I'm like, I know Michael be talking to himself because he truly cannot let like, silence Even, oh my God. Sorry, Michael. But it's like, We'll just be sitting and finally it goes quiet. Next thing I hear, tap, tap, tap this. Gotta make this. Gotta, I, or whistle this, or let me tap my foot. I'm like, right. you just cannot let silence go. Okay, y'all. So next week, I'm gonna be around Anthony. I'm gonna try to be around for at least 30 minutes. 30 seconds will be silent. That would honestly be a miracle. Like, truly, because, no, and I mean that, like, I, I, you cannot say that for 30 seconds. Like, I just started, like, fingering a Clark study or playing something. Yes, uh, and what's even worse, I, this honestly is just cool. Or when I start my air. Yes, we'll be in concerts. Lauren know this, because we'll be sitting next to Michael in a concert. Mind you, it's quiet in this hall. I do just like... And he'll start conducting, and I'm just like, like, girl, sit down, like, please. I'm turning red. I don't like this. My you, my anxiety, it goes spikes <laughs> <laughs> around you. Now you know how my body feels when Anthony's listening to a video, and you just tap into another video, and my body. We weren't listening to each other. We we're in our own spaces. Is, is that I? I exist in all the bubbles. All I know is that be too funny. And I just look at him like. <laughs> Anthony almost saw me like lose it for no reason in October. And he was like, Michael, that was really funny. And it also really annoyed me. <laughs> it's just like, bruh, like, you know, when people, some people, when they get mad or angry or stressed, like they completely just 
zone yes. out. Michael's the opposite. He was zoned out. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> here it is. But I mean, again, this entire episode, we've been talking about learning who you are. Know yourself. Knowing yourself. <laughs> well, we know who we are and we know what our things are. And the beautiful thing about us is that we have kind of um, developed this kind of bubble that really put all of our personalities together that really make a powerful match. Mm -hmm. in, in, the, in this arena that we're in, in this field that we're in, all of our personalities together is also a survival tactic as well. It really is. Yes. So um, it's funny, uh, Dr. William Lake, he was like, is that the relative pitch crew at Midwest? Whenever he saw us, and like anywhere we went, people always knew, okay, if you see Anthony, you're going to see Michael and Lauren. If you see Michael, right. you're going to see Lauren and Anthony. If you see Lauren, you're going to see Anthony and Mark. Like, you're going to see us all together. We are as a unit. And if one of us is not there, where is this one? Where is that one? Yes, that's part, that's part of like our thing. We want you to notice that one of us is not there or notice we're all together that is deliberate so um all this to say know who you are and know the people around you as well and, and if you are, are going to make some changes in your life or in your job or whatever look at the minute details and figure out ways that will actually inspire change and not a knee-jerk reaction like lauren said where oh my gosh let me do this and then it doesn't continue after a week. It's because you didn't truly sit down and think about that. You just said, let me put a Band-Aid on something really quickly. Yeah, a Band-Aid, it, it, it will con console the wound, but it, it will never, ever actually stitch the skin back together. Listen, a Band-Aid don't do nothing for a broken ankle. Like, oh, not a Southern sand. <laughs> well, and that's it. Other than saying, and that's it. So, again, know yourself and and know others. And, and if you are going to do some change, sit sit really and think about that. And if you you know want some people to say, have you thought about this? Reach out to us. Let us know. You know, we'll gladly tell you. Yeah, this ain't right. You might want to think about this again. Mm -hmm. You can even put who you want to say it to. You want it subtly, you know. You want it like, bam, you know. Bam. But until next time, please enjoy. I hope you, or I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And we have some great uh, episodes coming up in the future. So until next time, we'll see you later. Bye.